You're listening to the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Be sure to follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find out more about Dr. Michelle at drmichellewatson.com. That's drmichellewatson.com. Here now is your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. Hello and welcome to the Dad Whisperer Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, and I love that you're joining me here again today. And if you're new to the show, I just want you to know that I have one single aim, and that is to help dads become heroes. So if you're a dad who wants to add more tools to your fathering toolbox, you've come to the right place. Well, before we begin, I'm going to review the template every week that I use, which is simply on your mark, get set, go. So dads, Picture yourselves standing side by side each other, getting ready to run your fathering race this week. And I'm on the sidelines as your coach cheering you on and saying, on your mark, get set, go. On your mark is the topic or the theme. Get set, going to fill that in with stories and stats. And go is always your practical action step so that you can put your love for your sons and your daughters into action this week. Well, today I have a guest coach joining me by the name of Nicholas Leone. Yes, my new Italian friend. Well, I could tell you so much about him, but here are a few highlights. So Nicholas has been a United Nations NGO representative and a member of the White House Council of Faith Leaders and the Council for National Policy. He's earned multiple degrees and has studied, listen to this, private equity and corporate governance at Harvard Business School, boy, that's a mouthful, and is currently earning his doctorate degree. He was a former Wall Street hedge fund manager and an investor for 25 years, having started his first hedge fund at the age of 40, just in time to coincide with the stock market crash. That experience led him on a two-year journey to search for and discover biblical principles to navigate the global financial crisis, which led him to say, and I quote, everything one can learn in business school or on Wall Street is in the Bible. Oh my goodness, I love that quote. Let me continue. He also said, they just need to be found and applied. Discovering them was an odyssey. Some of them were hiding in plain view and others required work. Nicholas will soon be launching the Business Bible, which he hopes will lead men and women to discover God's plan for life and work. And last but not least, Nicholas loves being a dad to his four children, two of which are daughters. Welcome, Nicholas Leone. Michelle, it's really good to be here. I love what you said, and uh, I think everything you need to learn about business is in the Bible, in the same way that everything you need to learn about being a father is in the Bible as well, and I'm so excited to talk to you today. Well, come on. I mean, really, I'm a pastor's daughter, a Bible college graduate. You know, since my younger years, I don't hear anybody say this, so I'm so excited, really, to have you helping dads dive into how the word really will help their daughters with everything going on, which is why today the title of On Your Mark of our conversation is how a dad can integrate the Bible with his daughter's real life dilemmas. So forget set. Are you ready to dive in? Here we go, Nicholas. Okay. Well, okay. I just read a pretty impressive bio. Come on. And here you are with all your educational and financial accolades, pursuits, success, And yet you have this deep love for the word. And like I was saying, I haven't heard a lot of men bring the Bible into real life mainstream and love it like you do. Tell me what brought you to, I would say, to the place where both of those come together. 
Well, I think I have I have three loves um, besides my four children, right? And yeah, yeah. I have a love for sports and and business, and the Bible, and I earned degrees in each of those areas because I had such devotion and passion to those areas. But I do love the Word, and it really does um, revive my soul. I'm loving watching my children start to dive into the Word. That gives you a little emotion there, Daddy. Yeah, it does. What's that touching? <laughs> I love when men go to the heart place. That's what God says has to turn, not well, I, the heads. What touches your heart about that? Yeah, so I, I think I think we have to build our life around what we love, right? We're so busy today, and how do we build our life around what we love? And so um, in my own life, I built my life around sports and then my business career, um, but then I became a dad, and that changed everything. Um you don't really know how deep love is until you're a parent. And um, I was fortunate enough to be a stay-at-home dad for almost 10 years mm-hmm. and to be a part of all of my children's uh, growth and, and growing up. And, and I was very deliberate about it, just like I was an athlete or a business person. I had a plan. And um, I'm excited to share that plan with you today. Yeah, and your kids are ages three to 13. That's right. Is that right? That's okay. Right. Two and boys and two girls. And your daughters are six and 11. Yeah, that's right. So you're in the deep end of shaping these little minds and hearts and spirits, right? Well, it starts early. So, so one of the things I did first was um, I believe in talking, right? And so while they're, the children were in their mom's belly, we started talking to them. And so they recognize their father's mm-hmm. voice. So that was the first thing I did. And where'd you get that idea? As, as practical as that is, again, I'm saying I don't hear a lot of men say that they were this intentional. Maybe they were. I just haven't heard it. Yeah, I can't take credit for the idea. I, I must have, have gleaned it somewhere from somebody. But um, my mom had seven children. And mm. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if I learned it from her. She was a wonderful mom. And so, um, you know, I, I love to communicate. We come from a big family. And so um, we're certainly not big. shy and uh, <laughs> quiet. So I, th- I think the fun part of that was, and dads can have fun with this, is that when I, when I talk, I speak loudly and, and babies jump. And, and especially when they're in the belly. So that's really fun. So, you know, um, being a dad, being a parent uh, can be fun as well as it can be deliberate. Yeah. Okay. So what else did you do to shape these little lives? You said, number one, talk to them in the womb. That's right. So they recognize their yeah, voice so when they they're born. Your voice. Right. What so next? that's the first connection, right? Yeah. They hear our voice. Come on. Moms have a connection with their children because they're inside their body, right? But dads need to make that connection with their voice. I'll never forget when my daughter was born. I had already had a son, and so you you anticipate the day of having a son, and you seem you think you're prepared for having a son because you're a man. But I held my daughter in my hands, and I thought to myself, I don't know what to do. What should I do? And then she opened her eyes, and she looked at me first. And right then, she became my daughter. Yeah. And so the second thing I did was touch. And after talking, touching is so important. So um, I love the water. I'm from the beach. I grew up in the ocean, and I love to swim. So the very first thing I do with my babies is bring them into the, into the bath. And I hold them in the palm of your hand. And they, they don't even go up half of your arm. And you bring them into the water, and you hold them next to your body. And this establishes the connection that they need and that you want to have with them. So first talk and, and then touch. And we did that as a routine, you know, months and months. Mom has her routine. Dad has to come up with the routine that works for him. Okay. Then what third? <laughs> then you always have to have three, right? <laughs> well, we can keep going. So food, 
right? <laughs> Talk, touch, and food. So um, dads, you know, need to help moms, right? They need to take whatever responsibilities off their mom's plates because moms are, are working, uh, they're taking care of the children. So um, every night with my children, um, I would take um, the children for a bath um, and then um, I'd feed them. Right when it, when it was my turn to feed them, and um, experimenting with food, um, of course, baby food it's tactile, but um, cheating a little bit and giving them some adult food with some fun tastes. Like in my house, it's you know olives, right, uh, right, or a little a little finger of wine that you might do right to touch their tongue and and to see their face, um, you know, change expressions and what is that with and, textures and flavors and. Temperature. Yeah. And so isn't that what we do in life? We experiment and we try things. And so um, from the very beginning, um, helping them to try things, even if they don't like them, uh, teaches them something, right? To try. Yeah. So I cannot help but think as you're talking, Nicholas, about the parallels then to the Word of God. Talking about the Word, touching the Word, feeding on the Word. Now let's bring those together. So here's what you're doing as an intentional dad over here with your kids. Now bring that over to how you integrate that with the word of God. Well, the father knows our voice and we know his voice, right? The, the children of, of God know his voice. And so I can't think um, any further than that, that um, the children of God know his voice. And so to learn to, what a father's voice is, the strength in a father's voice, it's different than a mom's voice, it, you know, a masculine voice, a strong voice, a loud voice, a startling voice, but yet a loving and assuring voice. I think um, knowing the father's voice is, is parallel to the word of God. And how do you teach your kids to know the father's voice, to hear the father, God as a father's voice? Well, they hear you, right? And so they, they have to hear your authority and your love, sometimes at the same time, sometimes differently. Uh-huh. And so um, I don't think um, I've, I've learned how to do that fully yet. And I've, you spend your whole life doing that, right, as a yeah. parent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's different for everybody. But demonstrating strength and authority and love at the same time is important. And a workout, right? Because again, I've been coaching dads for 12 years and they're like, you know, I might do one but I don't do all of those together. Yeah, you know the best thing about being a dad and uh, being a faithful dad is that being a father helps you be a better believer, a better follower of Jesus, right? Because you recognize the responsibility you have. So um, for me, getting into God's Word, reading the Word, um, and sharing that with the children is one of the ways that um, they hear the father's voice. That is so powerful. So you would even tell a dad listening who may say, you know, I, I never have really learned how to hear the father's voice and I don't know if that's God or my own thoughts. You would say, start by reading the word of God even out loud to your kids. So you don't have to come with, up with your own script. It's right there. Yeah, and, and that could be a daunting task for some people. Where do you start in a 2,000 page Bible, right? But we have this thing called the internet and concordances and search engines. So, so I, for dads out there, I'd say, what are your 10 top favorite things and, and search the Bible for, for verses that relate to those things. For me, one of my first verses was physical training is of some value, but a life of godliness has eternal value. So as an athlete, there, there's a verse that I can carry around with me, right? As a, as a father, well, children are a blessing from the Lord. If you, tr- if you train them in the way that they should go, 
they won't depart from it. And so those are constant reminders. They frame what I do and how I think as a dad. Mm -hmm. And um, I I think those verses speak to to all fathers um, and they can help inform the way we talk to our children. So even when you're saying all of this, I can't help but think of that phrase that says more is caught than taught. So when you're saying my kids are watching me, do I love the word? Do I read the word? Do I quote the word as part of my day in and day out kind of Deuteronomy living, you know? Yeah. So um, your children are watching, right? And so time equals love. We've heard that before. And so spending time with them is the way you communicate love to them. I never saw my children as as children and as, as parents, as adults and separate. I brought them everywhere I I went to work, uh, to work out. And so having them participate in the rhythms of your life, your routines, getting up in the morning, having coffee and reading the word, doing your devotionals, um, praying before meals. We do dictums in the car every morning. And I have four children and I did them with the first two kids and, and they, I, I say them and they repeated them. What when, is, what is a dictum? I'm not kidding you. I don't know <laughs> what that means. It's a recitation. It's a proverb. It's a uh-huh. Psalm. So, so, um, we are children of God, right? And then do they repeat after you? I, alive? I am a child of God. I'm alive in Christ. Um, I'm holy and set apart right? Um, I'm God's workmanship created to do good works and I'm complete in him. And the okay, Holy dads, Sp- write those down right now. Yeah, you, yeah. If you don't know where to start, follow Nicholas. So somebody taught me those and I started practicing them and I would say them aloud in the car. And when I took the kids to school, I'd say them uh, with the kids. And the first two, the eldest said them. Interestingly, when my second daughter came along, it wasn't long before she interrupted and she wanted to lead. <laughs> and she's the one actually who has I think a passion for the word. Well, they all do. They all love the word. Uh, but there's there's something special about her commitment to the word already. At, you know, as a six year old, and has been for a number of years. So we have four now. So the three recite the dictums, and the fourth yes. is listening. He says amen and M and M's and race cars at the end. That is awesome. Because again, dads, are you hearing how when I just earlier referenced Deuteronomy, some of you might be thinking, what are you talking about, Michelle? It's that right in the book of Deuteronomy, right? Chapter four, it's you're, you have the word there as you go, as you walk, as you live, as you work. And that's what I trust and hope you're hearing with, with Nicholas here is as a dad, he's bringing the word into daily life, in the car, at the table, in the morning, in the evening, at the bathtub. And it integrates those things you were talking about where you are talking to your kids, you are loving your kids, you are feeding your kids, in essence, the word. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to ask Nicholas a couple questions about how in this current place where his family is at, how is he bringing the word into his daughter's life in this season? We'll be right back. Are you a dad who has ever desired a deeper connection with your daughter, but haven't known how to go about it? Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters is the very resource you need. Dr. Michelle wrote it with you dads in mind. This book will support you with scripted questions, equip you to decode your daughter, and inspire you with stories of other dads and daughters. Don't wait any longer to be the hero you want to be and that your daughter needs you to be. So, to let the talking begin, Head on over to drmichellewatson.com forward slash books and order your copy today. This book will become a favorite in your fathering toolbox and will give you the answers you've been looking for. 
That's drmichellewatson.com forward slash books. Now, back to the Dad Whisperer podcast. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson-Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, here with my new friend, Nicholas Leone. Well, I said before the break that I wanted to ask you, how in this season of your life, Nicholas, are you bringing the word into what's going on in your family? Share as much as you want or as little as you want, but let listeners know that, you know, when you love the word and you love your kids, it doesn't mean that you can keep them from going through some tough stuff. I think when when most people um, get married uh, and start their lives out, they usually have a, a church ceremony or service, and, and um, there's often uh, a recitation of a passage or a verse in the Bible, and and we build our lives around things that we believe. Um, most of us do that, or at least think about doing that, and um, but it doesn't always work out. I've built my life around the Word. Um, it informed my my sports career, my business career, and my family. And um, it's, it's a part of my day-to-day, hour-to-hour. Um, and it, it may make it even that more difficult when you go through something like a, a separation or your marriage doesn't work out. That's, that's built on the Word. The thing to remember is the Word is true, and the promises of the Word stand, even if we fail. And so... As I go through um, difficult times in my life, I return to the Word. What does it say? It revives your soul. Does it give you hope? What's the promise? And even though we don't see the promise uh, fulfilled always in the way that we expect or in the time um, that we believe, the Word is true. And our circumstances are just that, they're circumstances. So as much as the word can inform your life and give you hope and give you strength to uh, walk through your circumstances, the stronger you're gonna be. How does that affect me being a dad and, and, and teaching my children? I know that as long as I stay close to the word and repeat the word and share the word with them practically and they see me doing it over and over again, we're gonna win, we're gonna win, I'm gonna win. God promises we're going to win. And so regardless of, of what we go through. So I've been through a number of challenges in the last few years. My business partner died in a plane crash. Our 10,000 square foot home was lost in a fire. We were separated. And um, I was kept from my children. And living in my Hummer under a bridge in a, you know, a state away. But I return to the word. I return to church. I return to people who share the word with me. And it's been a long process. But hanging on to that word, wrestling with the word, has helped restore all those things as, as much as all those things that I can control. And so um, the word is, is an anchor. It's, it's powerful. I don't always agree with what it says. Or but, like what it says. Or Come like on, what it yeah. says, right? I'm with you. But, but it's, it's work um, to align our lives with the word. And there are great rewards in doing so. That's one of the best gifts you can give your children, especially your daughters, as they see you um, do that. If you can teach um, your daughter, your son or daughter, how to go to the word and how to try to align your life with the word, regardless of the circumstances, whether you're successful or failure, whether the circumstances are hard or easy, uh, you've done your job at leading them. So through all that you've been through as a family, 
how did you bring the word to your kids? You've talked about how it anchored you, how it steadied you, how it fed you. You know, you even used the words earlier about talking and touching and feeding your kids and doing that with the word. How have you done that with your daughters, especially in all that you've been through? And they've been through. Yeah, fortunately, there was a foundation before I went through this this separation of the children in the word, right, together. But when, when any parent goes through a challenge, a difficulty, a divorce, a separation, a failure in business, they lose credibility with their children. Right. That's a really good point. But the word doesn't lose credibility. Oh, my gosh, mind blow on that sentence. Say that again. So your children might not listen to you anymore. Yeah. But they're going to listen to you when you speak the word. Come on. And you're going to win them back through the love of God and through the word. And, and they'll hear your voice again. Even if for a while they can't. As painful as that is. Yeah. They're going to come back. Like you said, because it's secure. God says he never changes, right? He's the same yesterday and today and forever. So when everything else is changing, dads, are you hearing what Nicholas is saying? When everything is changing in a family system, if you can bring the word to your kids, it's an anchor through the storm. The word does not come back void. There isn't a perfect dad out there. There isn't a perfect marriage out there. We're all going to fall short. But the word is true. It's a promise. It does not come back void or empty. And so I stood on that and uh, it, it takes time, but you can see the fruit of that promise. If you, Nicholas, before we end this conversation, I appreciate, I just, first of all, want to say thank you for being vulnerable and honest, because I sometimes find that the men that I've coached, they say when they're out among other Christian men, especially, but you don't show that side of yourself. You know, you want to come and just, you know, give all the bullet points of the highlights. And so I can tell that you love the word. You don't just read it and talk. You love it. And so to bring your authentic, I would say, you know, crises moments, even from the past year, two, three, to your kids, what a gift they're being given in the way that you're modeling that dad has a dad. My earthly father has a heavenly father who he's not blaming or walking away from just because it got hard. Do you know why men don't listen? It's because a lot of people don't have good things to say that are worthwhile hearing. Your show is so important. You know why? Because they'll listen to you and they'll listen to the word. If you speak the word to men, it's truth. They'll listen to it. They'll grab onto it and they'll hold onto it. But you have to show them how it works. And that takes practice. And men are willing to do the work. Working and following the word takes work. It takes steps, step after step. Speak the verse over and over again. Apply the verse, share the verse, watch the truth of of the word come to bear. It takes work. We need more shows like this. We need more people to share the word with men so they can be the fathers they're designed and created to be. I completely agree with you, you know, because... At the end of the day, that's what I've had men tell me is I don't know what to do. I don't want to do it wrong, but I don't know what to do right. And nobody's telling me that. Everyone's saying, don't be a deadbeat father, but I don't know what to do right. And I want to get it right. And so I would say, dad, let me just even add on to something Nicholas just said is my dad grew up on the South side of Chicago. He had no model of how to be a dad, three different last names among the kids. He was a kid that was very lost in the system, grew up in abject poverty. He would shoe shine 
you know, men's shoes in three bars on Vincennes Avenue till they see him and kick him out. I mean, no template of how to be a father, right? But other men would say, do this. So he come home, we're getting up extra early. We're going to have morning devotions before school. We're like, dad, he's like 15 minutes. He didn't know what to do. And I remember one of the things that he did that I still remember today, Nicholas, is he would read a proverb a day. Mm -hmm. So dad, if you know, there's 30 proverbs, 31 proverbs, 31 days of the month. If you don't know where to start, like Nicholas said, you can Google something that interests you. But another idea is just take a proverb for the day because proverbs are about wisdom. So if it's the fourth of the month, read the fourth proverb. 31st of the month, read the 31st proverb. But do something today, which leads me, Nicholas, before we're done, I'm going to give you the final word. If you were to give dad sitting across from you one action step today, the go step to help bring the word of God into real life situations with their daughters, what would you tell them to do? Well, it's real simple. Read it. We just don't read it. We don't do the work and we don't know what's in there. And if we read it, we'll find everything we need to live a life of godliness, to be a good father. And we'll recognize that God is our father and he's also the father of our daughters. Oh my goodness. Couldn't say it any better. Well, today on Your Mark has been how a dad can integrate the Bible with his daughter's real life dilemmas. And you've heard from my new friend, Nicholas Leone, who's saying, dad, get in the word. Make it come alive. Your kids are watching you. Read the script. It's right there. Give you everything you need to do for life and to have in your life for life and godliness. Well, between today and next time, I trust that you will put Nick's words and his encouragement into action. As always, you can go to my website at drmichellewatson.com where I have free resources. You can sign up for my monthly Dad Daughter Friday blogs. Actually, they come out every other week. So you get two, you know, for the price of one in a month for free. But Dad, you can also there see where you can get my books. Dad, here's what I really need from you, a guide for connecting with your daughter's heart. And let's talk conversation starters for dads and daughters. Well, it's been a joy to be with you all today. I'm Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield, the Dad Whisperer, signing off and wishing you, Dad, a day where you intentionally and consistently invest in pursuing your daughter's hearts. Go Dads! Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Dad Whisperer Podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. To find out how you can invite Dr. Michelle for your next event, go to drmichellewatson.com and click on the speaking tab. That's drmichellewatson.com. Dr. Michelle loves bringing practical insights she gleaned over the past few decades to audiences of teenagers, young adults, men's groups, or women's forums. Once again, go to drmichellewatson.com. That's drmichellewatson.com for more information on the books, resources, and blogs that she has available. Remember, you can listen to the Dad Whisperer podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And we'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe and leave us a review. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you again on the next edition of the Dad Whisperer podcast with Dr. Michelle Watson Canfield. <laughs>